0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Julio kind of signed a deal with Zoom to get that rolling. So Shannon, I, gave know, it,
1: I wonder what's going to happen with that. That was kind of wild. Yeah. What did you What did you think of that? Do you think he knew? I don't know. I thought. I mean, if if I'm pretty sure, like Shannon should have told him. So I think Shannon would have told him. So I think he knew, but I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know either. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's just a weird. You would hope. You
1: hope so. You hope. You hope Shannon would yeah. do that. No, yeah, yeah, because it's
0: not like. It's a bad look because it was it but it blew up. The thing is, like he's been there so long, they love him in Atlanta. So anyway, yeah, it's just a it's a bad look. Um doesn't yeah. matter uh, as will get rolling on here. All right. Uh, I want to welcome on my next guest. We have a very special guest. We've got Raiders defensive lineman Solomon Thomas. Solomon is everything going for you.
1: It's going great, Zach. You know, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Super happy to be here. Uh, let's get into it. I absolutely appreciate it. First off, how's your how's your nate? Knee? Uh he's doing great. You know, I've been um about seven and a half months out of uh surgery right now and Um, you know, I've been honestly limited, but really full participating in OTAs right now, you know, getting all the reps going hard. Um, you know, I've been very blessed in my rehab, you know, I have a great treatment team. Um, you know, I, I did most of my rehab in orange County at a place called telus method. Um, and with a guy named Rex Butler and I use also work, use a guy named Scott Herrera. They have the true biomechanical like anatomy to how everything's supposed to work. It's unconventional stuff called ODOA, myofascial stretching, pumping, um, but the work that they've done has really advanced me and, and have me confident and my knees my knees, ready and I'm feeling great. I'm on the field, not hesitant, um, being decisive, being fast, explosive, you know, stronger than I've ever been, um, you know, and I'm feeling great. I'm really excited for this year. How's the humidity out there? Is it, is it like unreal? What is it like? Humidity is not the problem. It's a dry, <laughs> dry heat. I'm telling you, my first day out here, my lips busted open in about – Three hours. I was like, "What?" I was like, "You know, like so. If I don't apply chapstick daily, my lips will break. It's it's wild.
0: That's what it is. I've never been to Vegas. I know they get the strip, and then it's just yeah, everything is it, it,
1: it, yeah. it's it, it it starting
0: I've it, re- been I just rewatching Breaking Bad, and I'm like, "So this is what Vegas is like." So, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> that's that's and then so what, what was last season like for you obviously you got hurt in game two yeah. how was that especially with the pandemic going on what was that What was the whole process like
1: man it was really tough you know it was a hard year for me um I had a it was health uh, wise was it was a new year for me I had never had any surgeries before 2020 2020 I had four surgeries three of them being major surgeries um so I was with my treatment guys a lot my team a lot um during the season it was extremely tough you know to watch the guys you know I wanted to be there I finally I started myself as a leader at the Niners I was playing the best football I've ever played in my life I was ready to have a breakout season and help help the team win and I couldn't and I couldn't be around the guys I couldn't do what I, what I worked all offseason doing rehab two surgeries all offseason to do this and just to be healthy for about a few weeks to tear my ACL So it was a really hard year for me uh, mentally and physically, but, you know, I learned a lot about myself, you know, I wouldn't have changed it, you know, if if I do 2020 over again, you know, crazy to say I'd still have the same four surgeries, because what I've learned about my body, what I've learned about my mind. Has truly made me who I am today. You know, the adversity I've been put through. Um, you know, I learned about myself. I learned how to love myself. I learned who I am as a human. I really had to search deep about, you know, certain things, learned uh, my own mental health r- routine and habits I need to result to when I feel a certain way, and learned how much I love football, how much the game means to me. Fell in love, fell in love with the game like I'm a fourth grader, like playing football in, the, in, my, in my front yard. So, it was a it was a long year, but you know I made it through it, and I'm seeing you know brighter pictures now and feeling great on the field, back with the team. Couldn't feel better, so uh, yeah, I'm excited.
0: That's awesome. And then obviously, since you have a little bit more uh, added free time in your when you' recovery, is that what kind of propelled to you to start the defensive line foundation to kind of get that framework moving to where we are today?
1: Definitely. You know, I had more time to work on it with my parents and my cousin Ray. Um, you know, I. I mean, we've been working on it for a couple of years now, but we finally got it launched. Um, you know, last a couple of weeks ago or last week, but um, last week. But you know, I definitely was able to be on more meetings, get more input. You know, put more work in, and that was just fun. You know, it was fun to be part of the process. It was fun, you know, to really like do 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 the work that's going to help save lives and change lives. And you know, that's what's just motivating about this. And, and to you know, connect with certain mental health professionals, learn from them, and understand more about it and how real this stuff is and how much more we have to go really, really just kind of was motivating to me and just really inspiring. Yeah.
0: So I want to I want to ask you a few questions about your career. I so saw one thing I did not know before about an hour ago. I didn't know you 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 spent some time growing up in Australia.
1: Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I'm an Aussie at heart. Uh, I really am. And um, so I, I grew up in, a, uh, I spent year two through seven and a half in Australia. And we used to go back every like one to three years. And, have, uh, you know, after actually when I got drafted, you know, I did a media tour in Australia, because they kind of accepted me as like their long lost son, because I was like, you know, an Aussie, like a part time Aussie playing in the NFL, you know. Um, so, you know, I feel like a little adopted by Australia, you know, I definitely I'm, it's my favorite vacation spot it's a warm spot in my heart one of my favorite places on, on this earth so yeah definitely definitely a huge Aussie heart yeah and I love Vegemite and most people don't love Vegemite so
0: what
1: is Vegemite for me and everybody Vegemite. else There's Vegemite no it's <laughs> like a black jam it's black it doesn't look good it's very bitter has a little like sour taste but if you put like get some toast put some butter on it some Vegemite all Vegemite. Uh, it's Oh yeah so, uh, and then uh, uh, one thing
0: everybody, everybody, anytime you think Australia people think kangaroos I think I heard all the animals there are like three times the normal size and it's kind of like frightening is that true I mean I
1: <laughs> my mom used to send me to kill black widows with my shoes when I was like three years old. Cause I was just a, a daredevil and a, and a little Tasmanian devil too. Um, and I was just full of energy. She's like, go, go, go kill this spot or whatever. But, but I mean, like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of animals like you can, you'll see koalas all like, I mean, kangaroos are awesome. Like, I mean, I, I remember uh, wallabies. They're so cute. And I don't know there's there's, I mean, I love the animals down there and the wildlife you can go to like natural parks and just see and interact. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah
0: that's awesome and then i want to ask you so obviously you go to stanford what's it like playing for uh, david shaw and do you think he's ever going to come to the nfl
1: um i love stanford you know we just had a, like a little stanford reunion with a football team a couple weekends ago in arizona and just there's no other locker room in the world like stanford's locker room um the connection we have the bond we have and we can truly give that credit to you know our strength coach coach Terry. he really got us to buy in and love each other and it was like memories that you know we'll have forever like it was truly Stanford was you know it wasn't the easiest it was tough you know it was a grind but we pushed each other through we had each other's back like the locker room was truly a family like even more than high school so it was just so pure so real and and memories I'll have forever um and then coach Charles was amazing I mean it's a coach who cares for you as an intellect and a human you don't have that rarely um and he really cared for us in that way and I think that's special and I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, he could go to the NFL if he wanted to easily. He is that good of a coach and brilliant mind, you know, amazing human being, just incredible. But I think he's so special at Stanford. I think, you know, his dad coaching there, him coaching there, um, you know, him playing there, like he is such a special, special place and special touch there. I think he's a perfect coach for Stanford. Do you think Pac 12 football is on its way back? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, you know, I those years where I was there when we were on top, and the years before I got there. You know, I, I want that back because I'm tired of all this SEC talk, Big Twelve, Big Ten talk. You know, the real footballs in the pack. <laughs> um, and then your
0: uh, draft process.
1: What was that like? What was your whole that whole situation like for you?
0: Um,
1: you no, know, it was really cool. I mean, it was just I mean, like, like stuff I dreamed of like I never really knew or thought I was going to be on stage at the NFL draft you know being the third pick you know it was just stuff I saw on TV that I dreamed of I was like dad look at this mom look at this like like I want to be there someday and and I and I got there and like sometimes I have to look back and be like dang I really lived that because during the time you take it for granted because you're going through it you're enjoying it you're young but I look back and I was like damn like I actually did that that's pretty cool so it was an unbelievable experience you know it was in Philadelphia really cool city Um, we had a great time and it was a lot of fun did the Eagles fans boot every pick or
0: just the Giants? Every and the Cowboys Washington.
1: Yeah. Every pick but the Eagles. Yeah. I was definitely. Probably and probably the Eagles. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah their, their fans are. Well, no, they got, they got uh, Derek, Derek Barnett that year, and he, he was a great player. He's a great yeah. player. So yeah. I don't I, about that. He's Eagles my boy. Fans.
0: Don't give me a on yeah. Eagles fans. Um, And then, so you did you think San Fran was looking at you? Do you have any idea?
1: We thought there was no chance at all because they drafted. Uh, Eric said two years before then DeForest Buckner and we were like like there's no way didn't have any draft meetings with him no no contact and we were like all right there's no way and so we thought after the berries didn't pick me at two we thought okay well our next chance is probably seven with the Chargers or something like that so we thought we were yeah we thought we we're going to be on the board for a little bit.
0: And then so what was that what was that moment like the ceremony when they call your name number
1: three pick me and I felt drop so I was I was going crazy. My heart was beating so fast. Like if you watch a call again, like on YouTube or something, like you can just hear to my voice. Like, my voice is like shaky. I'm like, like I just just going crazy. My sisters tugging my arm, mom and dad are all over me. Right, uh, truly a magical experience. You wish Goodell had brought his chair then
0: so you could have sit on it because get that experience going through with the chair? <laughs> I'm
1: good. I'm good. I, I like I like
0: that little a little uh, a hug or whatever. That was fine. <laughs> and you would have had Kings of Leon playing for four hours straight, which was wild to me. Oh. I don't know if you saw that. They were just taking requests at one. I wasn't fair, oh, really? but I'm just watching. Yeah. They were there in the background. I'm like, this is like a, they're like, this That's is like cool. a double bar mitzvah for them. I don't know what's going on with that, but it, like, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And then, so uh, I want to ask you, so one of your members of your draft class, George Kittle's quite a character. Do you have any interesting funny stories about him from your time in San Fran?
1: I love George. You know, George is just awesome. You know, he's George every day. George hasn't changed since his rookie year. Coming in, WWE guy, big, big energy guy, just, like, loving life. Just He is who he is. And um I'm trying to think of any funny stories. I mean, no, George, you always just get George. Like, you see George, like, he's always him. Like, he's truly an incredible human being, incredible player. Um, and I really love him and his family.
0: Who's the toughest offensive lineman to get through in the NFL?
1: Ooh. Gone through uh, some tough guys. Um, Trent Williams is unbelievable. Joe Staley, unbelievable. I mean, Tyron Smith, you know, all those guys, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're the best of the best. And then another guy, the guy who welcomed me to the NFL was Trent Brown. I mean, this guy's six six seven, 380. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you've never had my chest punched like that before. Yeah, he definitely, yeah. Those guys are the best of the best. And then,
0: you, then obviously your foundation is called the defensive line. So I want to ask you, who has the best defensive line in the NFL?
1: The best defensive line in the NFL? You know, I'm, I'm betting on my, my own team, you know, the Raiders. You know, we have a, uh, we have Yannick Ngakwe, um, Clean Farrell, Max Crosby, Quentin Jefferson, Darius Phylon. Um, You know, my, I, I'm in there. You know, you got uh, Kendall Vickers, you know. Um, who else am I missing? Carl Nasbib, you know, we got a young D-line. who's hungry and just ready to get after it. We got, you know, we got that Jonathan Hankins, you know, a freak, an underrated freak. Like, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this team and we're hungry and, you know, I'm excited to get after it. And I can't wait to play with these guys and, and put it all to work and just have that unity and, and rush together and really disrupt this league.
0: Is Lamarck Houston still there? Um, huh? Lamar Houston? He, he's, he's, he's not. Gone, he's been gone for a while. Damn I thought, I thought he was on the Raiders. I thought he was just kind of sticking around, waiting for his opportunity. Um, and then so what? What sold you on going to the Raiders? Um, after your, your
1: options options declined in San Fran? Um, you know they had a D line coach who I've always wanted to play for. Coach Marinelli is someone I've looked up to since I got in the league. Loved the way he played his guys in Dallas. Loved the way he played his guys at Timber Bay back in when they won the Super Bowl in two thousand two. Um, you know he's one hell of a coach, a hell of a person. And I just believe, like, you know, the way he plays guys is how I should play the game. Like, he, they're fast, get off the ball, disruptive, up the field. And that's how I need to play. I'm a quick, undersized, explosive de- uh, detackle. tackle Like, I, I need that. And so just playing for him in the same system that I was playing with the Niners, Gus Bradley system, um, you know, it, it was a perfect fit. And, you know, they needed me. They wanted me. They showed that they wanted me. And I was like, I want. this is where I want to be. This is perfect for me. Like, you know, I, I, I have no hard feelings towards my time in San Fran. I love them. They're forever in my heart, but this is what was better for my, me and my career.
0: And I had to go with them. Did the Gruden call you up? He's like, hey, hey, we, hey, we wanted to get you over here. It was like, <laughs> a, a horrible I, impression. Yeah, but... I had to call
1: with Gruden. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he was a man. His energy sold me, too. Uh, you know, I, I, every day playing for a guy like that is, is fun. You know, he makes the game fun. He has that love in his heart. You can tell he loves the game, so it's fun.
0: Does Howie Long involved with you guys at all? Kind of reach out because kind of, like Raiders defensive line legend.
1: Um, you know, I've, I haven't met Howie or heard from him yet, but um, I don't know how involved he is. But, you know, he's a legend, Hall of Famer. Um, both his sons were great players in the league. You know, I, I respect all the work that Chris does. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Chris, you know, the way he played and the what he does in the football community and um, I listen to his podcast every now and then. So, you know, big fan of him of him and his family
0: awesome. Does the foundation, do you guys have any events on the horizon coming up as maybe things start to reopen? No. Um,
1: so we have our first uh, pilot program happening June 15th, you know, working with Copal ISD and, and doing our first program work with them. But we just launched last week, you know, the defensive line. You know, our, our mission is, you know, to end the epidemic of youth suicide, especially for those of color, by the way, we transform by transforming the way we connect and communicate about mental health. You know, we're having these programs where we're going to put in schools, businesses. Uh, you know, sports programs, uh, whatever it is, to make sure that these mentors of youth, um, of all youth, you know, make sure that they can be equipped with the language to talk about mental health so they can tell them where to go for resources so they can talk about their problems so they can be vulnerable so they can have, you know, resources for them and just see like when, you know, one is struggling and have, can identify that. We're gonna help with suicide prevention programs in schools I and mean, just create a better community of mental health. So people understand the science of it. People understand the seriousness of it. People understand the disease that mental health can be. Um, just so like we can make a healthier life and normalize being human and normalize, you know, making it okay to not be okay. Normalize empathy. You know, that is our goal and that's what we're gonna do every day to make sure we can change and save lives. You know, we're super excited to start our work and super excited to do more. And, and you know, you can check us out, thedefensiveline.org or at the defensive line Instagram, um, you know, so I'll uh, we'll have more posts there and as well as upcoming events. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, you guys are doing an amazing job.
0: Can't wait to see what work you guys keep doing in the future, but it's been a pleasure. So I do. It. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate
1: it.